What If World is supported by our sponsors and by listeners like you on Patreon. Calling all kids in the car. Brittany and Meredith here from the chart-topping Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast. Are you dreading another silent car ride with the fam? We've got the cure. Three rounds of fresh trivia every single week. Movies, music, even science and Disney. We've got something for every trivia buff in the car. No more crickets chirping on those long journeys. The Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast is your secret weapon for connecting and laughing with kids of all ages, teens, toddlers, adults, it doesn't matter. Spark their curiosity and challenge their brains with every episode. New episodes drop weekly wherever you get your podcasts. Search for the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast and turn those car rides into epic adventures. What if kittens break the clock and Hey there, folks, and welcome back to What If Worlds, the show where your questions and ideas inspire off-the-cuff stories. I'm Mr. Eric, your host, and today we're starting off with a question from a patron named Isla. Hi, my name is Isla. I'm six years old, and I live in Seattle, and my what-if question is, what if an asteroid crashed into What If Worlds and it could talk? Thank you, I love your show. Oh, a talking asteroid. We've never had one of those. Now I want to add one more question from a listener named Dennis. My name's Dennis, and my what if question is, what if Bobo's a cat? Okay, and how old are you? Five. And what is something that you really like a lot? Cat and bubbles. Do you also like robots? Yeah, okay. and dinosaurs. Thank you, Mr. Eric. We love your show. Oh, those hungry bubbles. So let's find out. What if an asteroid crashed into What If World and it could talk? And what if bubbles ate cats? Hi, friends. Are you looking for a storytime podcast with your littles? Something that has some great storytelling and maybe some conversation about it? Look no further. With Storytime with Philip and Mommy, my little guy Philip and I sit down every single day and read a story together. And we, of course, want you to join us. Grab your copy of the book, sit down, let's read it, and let's talk about it. We'll learn new words, we'll learn new ideas, and then we'll learn how we can use those stories in our lives. It's a lot of fun. Classics like Little Golden Books or Bernstein Bears, all the way up through the newest phenomenons like Bluey. We talk about them and we have a lot of laughs. It's a great time and we hope that you can come and join us. So please look for us and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Storytime with Philip and Mommy. Thanks so much. We'll see you there. For over six years, The Past and the Curious has been winning fans, sharing stories of real people from the past, and making people smile. I'm Mick Sullivan, author of I See Lincoln's Underpants, which is a book about, well, famous people's underwear. You'll find all of those stories and much more in the hundreds of episodes of The Past and the Curious. You know, quite often people will say to me, Mick, my kid loves your show. But you know what? I love your show too. And that's what it's all about. 
bringing grown-ups and kids together to learn and laugh while they discover new stories about underwear saving people's lives, the origin of the swimsuit, or figures like inventor Garrett Morgan, astronomer Mariah Mitchell, or spy and baseball player Mo Berg. So if you want to get hip to the show, you can find The Past and the Curious in all the usual podcast places. The Past and the Curious with Mick Sullivan. That's me. Long, long ago on What If World. And I know I've said that before, but now I really mean it. This was hundreds of millions of years ago. An asteroid came crashing toward the planet. And... Said the asteroid. Now normally a crash like that might be an extinction level event. But fortunately this asteroid was carrying a bunch of dinosaurs and all different other life forms who then went out and populated What If World. Good thing we were wearing our seatbelts where that asteroid crashed. Everybody give it up for seatbelts. Well, I didn't have a seatbelt now. Said the asteroid still feeling woozy from their crash. But all the dinosaurs went off to find their own way in the what-if world, leaving that lonely asteroid. Now I wonder how I'm gonna pass the next several hundred million years. Maybe I'll count the stars. Hmm. Well, one, pretty sure anyway. But now there's gonna be another star. I consider myself a star. I didn't mean it in the figurative sense, but thanks for talking to me. I'm awful lonely. Sorry I didn't hear that. I'm flying away. <laughs> and there the asteroid lay for, as they somehow predicted, several hundred million years. Right up until a few years back, when archaeologists uncovered this asteroid and realized that it had magical properties that made it perfect for crystal balls. After that, the asteroid was very popular for a time, as miners and prospectors from all over What If World came back to the giant asteroid and started chipping away tiny pieces of it. Oh, take a piece. There's plenty to spare. Ah, thank you. Well, aren't you that pterodactyl I done met several hundred million years ago? Maybe, if I learned to time travel. And the pterodactyl flew away. And the asteroid got smaller and smaller as they were carried away one piece at a time. There was hardly anything left of the now little asteroid who found that they were lost somewhere in this expansive mine. So all the workers had left, about two years back now, all except one who just arrived. All right, my little robot, said Abacus P. Grumbler. I got Wendy Anna to give you a, a solar-powered charging station, so I'm just going to leave you at the edge of this expansive mine, and every day you can go looking for the last piece of crystal ball. I'm sure it's going to be really good, and it won't break when JFK knocks it off a shelf. 
Hello, Papa. I'm well. I'm not actually a Papa. Okay, Daddy. No, no, I'm I'm not a Daddy. You're a full-grown robot with all the programming you need to survive. So this isn't abandonment. It's it's your job. Don't go, Papa. I miss you already. Can you program yourself to not miss me? Okay, done. I do not miss you. I simply miss the programming that allowed me to miss you. Just find the asteroid. I've only got a few dozen crystal balls left, and if I run out of those, I won't be able to magically watch old cartoon shows from what is world. And that would be bad. Catastrophic, yes. Okay, to avoid catastrophe, I will find this asteroid, Papa. Daddy, Daddy, Papa. I'm just gonna go. Wait, what is my name? Asked the robot, but they were only answered by the howling wind. Hmm. She looked down at her heavily armored mining robot chassis and saw her model number K eight E three. K T three. I am K T three. Said K T three. Reporting for duty. Tee hee hee. Nobody heard that. Katie Three worked very hard for two whole years, and that brings us back to our present. And so she went, drilling into the very bedrock of What If World. And as you may know from our recent stories, the center of What If World is a place where all kinds of ideas can pop out and come to life without warning. Hmm. I expected to find asteroid. Instead, there is a bubble. Another bubble. Several more bubbles. These bubbles suddenly shot up through the crack in What If World, but they didn't quickly pop like most bubbles. Instead, they stayed low to the ground, shining and searching. Bubbles, what are you looking for? Bubbles. Does anyone here speak bubble? Well, I've been around long enough. I think I picked up a word or two in the bubble language. There was a little shining chunk of a strange crystal right next to the spot where Katie Three had just drilled. I did not understand you. I picked up a word or two of bubble in my journeys. In your journeys, you have been stuck underground for hundreds of millions of years, according to my scans. But the rest of me is gone, been in crystal balls all over what it world, and before that, we've been through the universe. You, you are the last asteroid. I need to bring you to Abacus. There will be a catastrophe if I do not. Oh, I think the only catastrophe you need to be worried about is them there hungry bubbles. What do you mean? <coughs> Bubbles say they wanna go and eat them our kitties. Why would they want to do that? Well, you never seen a kitty pop a bubble before. Once they pop, they just can't stop. Oh no, poor bubbles. But now them bubbles are eating the kitties. Oh no, poor kitties. And I think you and me had ought to do something. And so, Katie Three and that asteroid. Launched a plan so wild that as I tell this story to you now, I still have no idea what it is yet. Meanwhile, back at Abacus's workshop, 
He opened his closet door to find that all his crystal balls were gone. What is the meaning of this? Now there's an explanation for that, said Jojo Fluffy Cat, also known as JF Cat. Were you crashing my crystal balls again for your own amusement? Crashing them, yes, for my own amusement. Well, also, yes, but it actually was serving a purpose this time. What purpose could it possibly serve? Well, you know, that hole in the middle of What If World. Oh, that was several stories ago. I'm sure it's been worked out by now. No, you can't just forget about problems and hope they work themselves out. So I had to take your crystal balls and throw them into the hole to fill it up. You couldn't have tried dirt or rocks? Per, uh, there, well, there were lots of people there, and, uh, per, uh, they were all using the dirted rocks. Really? Plus the magic of the balls perfectly sealed the hole in the world shut. <laughs> Blast! You know that magic is always an airtight excuse for anything! It, it is, uh, it is, yes, I knew that it was magic. It wasn't about breaking things for fun. Well, I suppose I should be grateful to you for saving the world. But now I don't have a single crystal ball left. I think one is presently floating towards us. What? Crystal balls don't float. Although it does shimmer rather like one. But it wasn't a crystal ball at all. It was a bubble that had slipped out from that crack in the bedrock of What If World. And as it flew through the open window of Abacus's workshop, it didn't head toward the wizard. Sorry, crystal ball or bubble or whatever you are. As much as I want to pop you, it would be rude to do it in front of Abacus. Yeah, so he'll probably just wait until I go out. Jojo, this is where you come up with some snarky response, a witty rejoinder, a perfectly punishing pun? What's going on here? I think you need to work on your enunciation. There's no time for perfect puns, meow. I'm kitty literally being catnapped. But you still sound like you're behind a foot of glass. Or, or perhaps bubble, I, I suppose. Well, back to work. And as Abacus bent over his magical workshop table, Jojo Fluffy Cat floated back out the window, trapped inside a bubble that had eaten him. I always knew it would end this way. Well, oh, I guess I better take a nap. <coughs> Gotta think of more puns. The bubble that had eaten Jojo floated farther up into the sky. Putting a tabby puss on Abacus. Where it was headed, who could say? What would become of JF Cat? Your guess is as good as mine. I'll workshop that. Don't worry, little kitty. We will save you with our very good plan. <laughs> We've been working on a great plan this whole time. Okay, Katie 3 Asteroid, we're ready to hear your plan. Oh, we thought you were coming up with it. What kind of narrator are you, anyway? No, I was doing the scene with Abacus and Jojo. You were supposed to be coming up with a plan. But we got as far as chopsticks. Chopsticks? Yeah, well, then we couldn't find no chopsticks. Uh, but you don't have any chopsticks. No, but maybe they would have been helpful. As narrator, you should have made some appear. Yeah, but I'm just hearing about the chopsticks now. 
Oh, would you look at that? There's hundreds of bubbles with cats trapped inside, and they're all floating higher up into the sky. Good thing cats always land on their feet. I don't know where they do from 30,000 feet. They are at 3,000 feet tops. Are you sure? I am a robot. I am programmed to be sure. Oh, no, I think we should measure it. Okay, I will get out a tape measure. And so, Katie 3 and the asteroid tried to measure up into the sky until they realized neither one of them could fly. Hey, why don't I call on my friend Pterodactyl? She's an alphabet flyer, that one. And when the asteroid thought about Pterodactyl, they realized Pterodactyl was carrying around a little piece of the asteroid as a jewel on her necklace. And as it shone with a wavy pink light, she could hear the voice of the asteroid. Pterodactyl, we need your help. It's urgent. Oh my, I'll be right there. And Tara flew over in a split. Oh no, the bubbles are eating the cats. I'll save them. No, no, no. We just need you to fly up with this measuring tape. Sorry, uh, Katie 3, I don't mean to, um, note you, but maybe this flying creature actually could help with saving the cats? Asteroid, I just came up with a plan. We should get the dinosaurs to help. Ooh, what a great plan that is. I knew you had it in you. <clears throat> is your throat sore, Mr. Eric? No, no, I just was remembering how I helped you come up with that plan by essentially telling it to you. Now is not the time. For your wounded ego. Yeah, get it, catch this <sighs> And so pterodactyls flew in from all over What If World, and they uh, flapped their wings, and the wind from their wings got all the bubbles to uh, uh, float together. He's really phoning this one in. <laughs> phoning it in, am I? And with that, the skies darkened. And the bubbles full of cats formed together to make a cat-eating bubble cyclone that started spinning its way through What If World, sucking up every cat in the land. I think we done made Mr. Eric a little man. And even though Katie 3 and the asteroid weren't cats, they still found themselves sucked up by the wind this bubble cat NATO was generating. Bubbles, have we offended you in some way? We are sick of being chased and popped willy-nilly. We understand, but my name's not willy-nilly. Why not? It's a perfectly good name. Do you actually have a name? Well, I was thinking maybe I'd go by Dinoroid. Dinoroid. That sounds like a sickness that no one wants to get. I'd go with willy-nilly. Wait a second. You used to only speak bubble language. Our intellect has grown as we have formed together in this bubble cyclone. Well, that ain't your rhyming abilities. Yes, our rhymes are formidable and these cats are quite edible. That was a nice rhyme. Except the part about eating people. Hey, sorry, uh, all of you are in immediate peril. Those cats are eventually gonna stop napping and try to pop their way out. Shouldn't the three of you be trying to- You're right! Willy-nilly it is! That's my new name! 
Oh, Willie Nilly, you are my best friend. I don't know you well enough to say this, but that name really suits you. The wind was picking up, and angry cats were trying to claw their way out of a massive, twirling, twisting cyclone that was tearing up everything in its path. But apparently nobody here cares about that. So let's see what Abacus is up to. Oh no, I'm stuck in a bubble. Oh, it's getting a little windy outside. I'll close the window. All right, I've got my iron hot and my protective yeah, oven mitts. I always knew it would now I just like need this. to press this patch down and carefully iron it onto my robe. Then I'll have finally done it, and all who see Abacus P. Grumbler will know he's a member of the Cheese of the Month Club. I just fit up some circuits. Patches and cheese, patches and cheese. Two of my favorite things are these. Patches and cheese, patches and cheese. Also baby wallabies. No, stop napping. This is one of those rare times I'm going to tell you. There's an awful ruckus going on outside. A bubble tornado full of cats. Now that's a catastrophe. <laughs> what, what is it, uh, nobody heard that. And as we finally rejoin, Katie 3, Willy Nilly, JF Cat, and the Bubble Cat NATO, we find them in the midst of an epic tea party. Mmm, pasty bubble. Meow, make sure you don't pop it. We learned our lesson now to bubble bubble. Me too. I'll never pop a talking bubble again. It's so nice that all talking cats and bubbles can now coexist peacefully. Hey, I thought there was a huge battle or something going on. Oh, we're past that, Mr. Eric. Oh no, I still do not have a crystal ball for Abacus. Uh, why don't you just use the crystal bubbles? What a fine idea. We're perfectly magical. And if cats try to pop us, we'll simply eat them. Uh, well, also, we won't try to pop you because of our newfound Damn. Okay, I caught myself, tried to pop you a little just then. It was I'm still adjusting. Kitty proof crystal balls. That must have been our plan all along. Oh, come on, you had zero plan. There was just a, a giant battle. What, ha what happened to the battle? Uh, oh, I guess you missed it. I just hope you were narrating something interesting. No, no, there were specifically explosions happening. Would you pass another exploding crumpet? Presently passing. <laughs> oh. We just needed to get to know one another and respect each other enough. That we didn't want to pop and or eat one another. Plus I gave a very inspiring speech, I'm sorry you missed it. I am not sorry you missed it. It was hard to understand. Okay, okay I'll, I'll reiterate a little more clearly for those of you who just got here. It is the bubbles and cats and cats and bubbles. We go way on back, way on back. Now you see, there went out an asteroid floating in space. There's so many bubbles and cats getting along just fine. Yeah, that's right. I'm in space cats traveling around the universe inside space bubbles. Now you might think these are simply the ramblings of a mad asteroid. But I'll tell you what, maybe they are because I'm several hundred million years old and I don't really remember all that much some days. The end. Oh, wait, 
that one with vinegar my anecdote. Anecdotes are supposed to be shorter. Okay, I skip ahead to 10 million years or so. To when the first bubble cat colony was started on the moon of a distant planet. Alright, Dennis and Isla, I hope you enjoyed your story. Folks at home, if you haven't heard, you can now support What If World to get ad-free episodes, a shout-out on the show, and a better chance of getting your question answered, and get a big discount by selecting an annual membership. And of course, you can always leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Oh, wait, Mr. Eric, I gotta give a shout-out to Rohan, age 5, who lives in the UK. But I'm here to give a meow out to Alden Kingsley, who's three years old. How wasn't done? I also got Miles P, who's eight, and he loves science. Alabaster Zero here to give a sly shout out to Teddy Mostow, age seven. He's very fond of his dog Polly, and he also loves to draw. Pretty sure I get the last shout out for Kashap, age eleven. Kashup says I am 11. I like pizza and my cat, DJ. Sounds like a cool cat. And I'd like to thank Karen O'Keefe, my co-creator, Craig Martinson for our theme song, and all you kids at home who know that not every argument needs to end in an epic battle. Just a little listening can really do the trick. Until we meet again, keep wondering. <laughs>